It's Saturday at 6. It's time for your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews and live sessions. Live from the Radio Nova studios in the Dublin Docklands. Hello and a happy Saturday evening to you on this day, the 28th of November. Hope you're all keeping well. Thanks for tuning in. I am Sinead Nivorda hanging out with you for this hour. As you two are taking to the stage at 3 Arena tonight, I'll be getting you ready for this, the last gig of their four-night run at 3 Arena. So you'll be hearing from Bono what to expect from the gig. You'll be hearing from the man to have given you two their name. I'll also be joined by Paul Cleary of The Blades, the band who are tipped for greatness and for many envisaged to be the ones who would make it above you two. They also performed uh, a now infamous residency with you two, so we'll be hearing more on that later on. I'll also have music from Bill Ryan. Jones, former lead guitarist with the Carl. Of course, that'll be the latest in music news and the entertainment guide with Mark Kavanagh of the Star. Backstage on Radio Nova. So now let's have some music from tonight's three arena headliners going out, especially to you who are headed for the venue tonight. This is you two and Sunday Bloody Sunday on Radio Nova.
You too on Radio Nova, my favourite songs from the band Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Of course, we're playing here around the corner at Dublin's Three Arena and you'll be hearing from Paul Cleary of The Blades who got to perform um, was about four or six week long residency at the Bagot Inn back in the day. But uh, you'll be also be hearing from Steve Averill who is U2's graphic designer and he's been working with the boys since 1978. Um, but yeah, this is U2's first tour in four years, the Innocence and Experience Tour, judging from the reports and the pictures it sounds like it's just been an absolutely phenomenal tour of course tonight is the last of the four sellout nights at three arenas so if you're heading along to the gig have a wonderful wonderful time and now to give you a bit of an insight into what it's going to be like here's Bono now talking about performing live and what you can expect from tonight's show you know the songs really always give you the clue as to how to perform them and where to perform them and we wanted to have uh, uh, have uh, to be back indoors again and we're using this contraption behind you which looks like a yellow Berlin wall um, um, this divider we're using this uh, translucent canvas to tell sort of stories behind those songs where we came from it's a lot of it's in, in Dublin in the 70s and we recreate 10 Cedarwood Road where I grew up and Cedar Road my mates and and um, th- this is the inspiration behind songs of innocence. Find out whether these songs are any good or not. And that's it. That's our audience is very demanding. But live is where U2 lives. As we've always been a live band. Ever since, you know, we started out. This was just, our records are great and it's amazing when we're played on the radio. But that, to experience U2, you've got to come see us live. You're dangerous Cause you're honest You're dangerous You don't
You're backstage on Radio Nova with me, Shanani Vordan, and you too. Who's going to ride your wild horses? Oh, I'm so jealous, all you guys heading to the gig tonight. Moving on now to look behind the scenes of, especially from the early days of you two. You know, all those iconic you two albums, they are all the handiwork of one graphic designer by the name of Steve Averill. He's also known as Steve Rapid, who's performed Radiators from Space and currently with Troubled Pilgrims. But he's the man who gave you two their names, so you're going to be hearing about the real story about how he came up with that name. But how did this musician get to form what would be a lengthy working relationship with you two? Uh, that was my brother who was in the same class as Adam Clayton and uh, he came home from school one day and said, there's a guy in my class who wants to talk to you about music because of the Radiators Association. And, uh, and that's where it started off. Adam came over just talking about music and, and the way that the band could possibly get recognition on what they should be doing and how they should be going about doing things. And that's what, you know, several long conversations ensued. And then uh, it came time to do some... some uh, uh, new work with them and I thought he, I said I did okay I'll do a poster and then we did the first uh, single cover and so on and it's kind of built from that point onwards Absolutely incredible and uh, back then I mean could you see that spark did you see that there's definitely a future with this kind of band uh, No I don't think any of us did I mean you know, <laughs> that, that, you know you, 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 they started off saying let's try and be big in Dublin and then let's try and be big in, you know, around Ireland let's try and be, you know, make inroads into the UK and I mean I said it before, but there's very few people you work with that tell you that they're going to be the biggest band in the world and then turn out to be the biggest band in the world. And that's down to their, you know, their work ethic and their ambition and, and mm. um, you know, a, a very focused attention to what they want it to be and having somebody like Paul McGuinness there to help them achieve that vision. Yeah, a lot of the right people around at the very start, really, didn't they? Well, they did, and that's very, very important. They built a team of people, you know, the best people they, they could find, and not only the best people they could find, but in a lot of cases, they turned out to be the best people they could possibly have. Like wow. their sound guy, Joe O'Hurley, who's been there from the beginning, you know, was doing sound for some of the best bands around, and he's still working with you too. So they, they built this infrastructure, mm-hmm. and they were one of the few people who actually decided that they were going to base themselves in Dublin, which was very important to the Irish scene, because everybody else at that point, even the radio, you know, when you reach a certain point in your career, you left to go to London. They didn't. They, they kind of based themselves here and built their office and, you know, made Wilma Lane famous for, for recording in there and so on. So without them, their, their willingness to do that, I don't think we would have had the same infrastructure here in Ireland. Wow, that's so important, so pivotal to have those those people around. And of course, you know, a lot of things I was reading online, the thing is that you are quite well known for the fact that you gave you 2 the band name. So what, what led to that, you know, developing from the hype to you 2 Can you remember the conversation around that time? Yeah, well, it was it was it was basically uh, they were always talking. I mean, I had said that I didn't think the hype was a particularly good name because hype hype was a word for you know the wrong the wrong kind of attitude to have to have in music. So um, I just said you need to change it. And then you know somewhere on the line, uh, Adam came to me and says like I'd like a name something like XTC, something that kind of means nothing and means everything. So I went away and and, and thought about it, and uh, I just sort of looked around and so I said, well, you too, it's an expression everybody uses, you know, have a nice day, you too, and the whole thing. And, uh, um, and I knew as a, as a designer that a you and a two could be huge on a poster, you know, and, and get it across. And also people can read into it whatever they, they want. It's not a name you can sort of, you know, like gives you any clues to the, what the band might be about. So I thought it would, would be perfect for them to grow into. And like every band, every band, successful band grows into their name. It may not be the best name in the world, but they could be nothing else but you two now. Yeah, it's such an iconic, iconic name. So there's no truth to the fact that it, it was borrowed from the class. I remember hearing that the name came from the class that the guys were at the time in school. No, no. I mean, there's, there's a lot of U2s. There's, a, there's a, uh, an underground stop in Berlin. It's, it's, 
is a U2. There's a, an EverReady battery was an EverReady U2. There was, it actually, my Sony uh, tape deck was a, t- a Sony TCU2. There, it, just, it just sort of synergy turned up. And of course, it's a spy plane and it's a German submarine, all those right. kind of things. But it was just basically coming down to a very simple graphic idea of, of a U and a 2 and a poster. You know? Steve Averill on Radio Nova. What a legend of a man. Um, you can catch him play actually his band Trouble Pilgrims. They're supporting the Boontown Rats in the Olympia on December the 6th. And they released a new single called Instant Polaroid earlier on this month, which was brilliant. Now, joining me a little bit later on backstage is Paul Cleary from The Blades, who actually won a Hot Press Songwriter Award, beating Bono in that category. And in fact, many tipped The Blades for greatness over you too. So he'll be having a chat about that a bit later on. But up next, we've got Connor Irwin of Radio Nova with the latest in music news on, of course, you too, as well as Noel Gallagher and Guns N' Roses. Backstage on Radio Nova.